You're listening to The Low and No Show, a podcast that tells the inspiring stories from brands and the founders. My name is Johnny Stevens, the founder of Better Without, the app that helps people discover low and no drinks. I'm sitting down with guests to hear their stories, learn about their products and the lessons they've learned. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm here today with Charlie and Charlie is from Freestar. Freestar is an award-winning beer. Um, I'm delighted to understand the story today, understand a bit more about what they're doing within the market. Um, I'm fascinated to hear about all the versions that they've created over the last two years that they they put on their website. So welcoming Charlie, hello. Hi, um, thanks so much for having me, Johnny, and um, congratulations to you. Um, really impressed with what you're building. Uh, super useful. Thank and, you very um, much. Yeah, incredible what you've done in a short period of time. Perfect. No, thank you very much, and it's delighted to to have you on board and and looking forward to um, yeah, obviously working with you on on the app. So, talk to me a bit more about the product um, and and the brand. Um, so I guess, I mean, I'll give you the sort of, well, I'll try and truncate the story a little bit, but I think it's useful to start at the beginning. Um, so first of all, my name's Charlie, as you know, um, we started, I started Freestar, um, about the journey started about three years ago with, um, two really good mates of mine, Eddie and Felix. Um, we were working for sort of late stage startups at the time, um, and sort of getting pulled in different directions and just felt like at the time in particular, um, that there weren't sort of, you know, there was a lack of really great alcohol-free options. Um, it's changed a lot in the, in the past three years, and there are really some fantastic options now. Um, but at the time, it was kind of really still the sort of um, preserve of like the big breweries that were pushing out sort of range extensions um, of their brands. And there was just a lack of, I guess, um, interesting products. Um, but also brands that kind of stood out um, and gave people something positive to, to latch onto and to, to get excited about if they weren't drinking alcohol. And I think that sort of first insight um, for us uh, w- was both on the product and on the brand side was the starting point. And it was a sort of midweek night for us. And we were sort of, you know, had work the next day. We didn't really want to be drinking alcohol, but we wanted to have a good time. We wanted to enjoy each other's company and just felt like there was this need for something different. Um, that was the starting point. Um, and so we decided that in order to do that and to deliver a better product and a better brand, that we needed to kind of do something pretty different. Um, so starting with production, uh, we decided to really go a different way. Everyone else, as, as you may know, uh, starts by brewing alcohol and then, sorry, brewing beer and then removes the alcohol through different dealkalization processes. Um, some uh, use a sort of lazy yeast and, you know, uh, stop fermentation and actually um, sort of suffocates the, um, the development of alcohol in beer, but that sort of ends up being low alcohol beer. Um, but basically everyone goes through the dealkalization process um, which can be quite damaging to, to the flavor and end up yeah. with sort of quite metallic taste. Um, again, these processes have been improved, but we felt like it would be more, it would be more interesting, more, it would be better, more appropriate for uh, an alcohol-free beer, an alcohol-free drink to be built from the ground up without ever sort of taking anything out of it. Um, and so we, 
started out on this process hadn't been done before uh, and took us about the better part of two years to actually wow. finally develop an alcohol-free beer which was blended and not brewed and therefore never had any alcohol in it in the first place and then on the brand side uh, we really wanted to build a brand that was full of energy full of positivity for young people for this kind of aspirational um, um, aspirational moments in the evening where young people are choosing not to drink for positive reasons um, rather than what can sometimes be seen as a slightly negative take on the category, which is, mm. look, you can't quote unquote have the real thing, but here's something that's like a compromise on, on a full strength beer because maybe you're working or because you're driving or whatever it might be. So that's, that's kind of the, the brand side is about, about really sort of building a brand, a, a company and a, a brand that's sort of reflective of the positive reasons why people are choosing to drink less now. Nice. Well, brilliant. Thank you. And, and it's, I mean, I love your branding, what you've done and, and it, it just, it stands out. I think that's, that's the, the one thing that, you know, it's, it's, you know, very positive. And I think one, you know, one thing I've noticed is you, know, you talk about not missing out. And I think that's a, a big thing, you know, people for whatever reason that they aren't drinking, it's so important for them to, to actually feel like they are having a good product they are having a good experience and i noticed like on your on your website you've got the glasses that you can you can have with it and there's so much science behind you know glassware and you know actually properly experiencing the, the beer for what it's worth yeah i think that's the really important point which is to look if you're out in the evening whether you and you know you may be at a sort of uh, a pub or you may be at a restaurant you may be at a gig whatever it is if you're choosing not to drink alcohol, it shouldn't mean that you have to have a bad time. You should still have the equivalent of, you know, if you look at alcoholic beer, there's like an amazing array of like options and different tastes and flavors and mm. brands that really says a lot about you as a person. You know, if I say to you, um, you know, this person's a, a Guinness drinker, you probably yeah. have in your mind's eye, like what that person might be. Maybe it's sort of rugby or it's quite sort of, hardy individual I don't know or you know on the equivalent side of uh, on the other side maybe it's like a beaver town drinker and that says something mm. about them and within alcohol free we really see it that the category will evolve to have the same thing and you need and, and you, so that individuals that aren't drinking alcohol but still want to have a good time can yeah. you know identify with the brands that that speak to them um, and that do so for positive reasons so yeah that's what we're trying to do with that amazing and and when you when you launched the beer, was the aim that you would come up with a beer that actually was almost targeted for everyone in terms of regardless of whether they were interested in no and low or not, or were you actually going, we want to create a great beer, you know, specifically when people aren't aren't you know, drinking it? Yeah, have you decided whether actually you were keen to almost create an option that if people who do drink actually you know, actually, this is an interesting brand for them to try. Yeah, I think it's another really interesting one, because for us, you know, there's this sober curious um, movement, yeah. which has got a lot of press. Everyone's very sort of, you know, knows it well, which is, you know, kind of um, preaches slightly all or nothing approach to drinking alcohol um, or to not drinking alcohol. Um, and it's quite absolutist in its sort of philosophy. And, you know, that 
is great. And we definitely sort of want to support that for those that are looking for that. But I think what's really interesting about the movement is that, and especially a sort of generational shift, is that there are so many people now that are actually, you know, they're just kind of like flexitarians. Like, yeah. you know, you would get with sort of vegans and, you know, eating meat. Um, but you just want to pick and choose more the nights that you want to be drinking alcohol and the nights that you don't. Or maybe it's on a night and you want to have one that's zero percent and then mm -hmm. the next drink might be five percent. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but the idea being that you choose the product for the moment, you choose the ABV really for the moment that what, that you feel like uh, at that time um, that fits that sort of need to stay um, rather than feeling this kind of peer pressure to be doing something at one moment or not. Um, and just really giving people those options. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I think that's one thing, you know, I've always said, you know, I, I personally gave up alcohol, but you know, I'm not anti-alcohol or anything. And actually, you know, why, I mean, hopefully when hospitality does open, you know, why there isn't that need of going, okay, well, you know, I'm driving, I can, you know, if they want to have one or actually I'm driving, what other options are there? Um, and that's, I mean, when, when when did you actually sort of go to market with the product? When was that? So we went to market with the product really um, sort of 18 months ago, I guess. So it was about okay. June um, 2019 um, and had about nine months before the, the pandemic yeah. hit. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, you know, even since then, number of um, really good um, alcohol-free beers have come to market. It's a massively growing space. And we kind of welcome that um, because it gives people um, that 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 choice, and there are going to be some that work for others, what work for some, and some that work mm. for others, um, and that can only be a good thing. But yeah, and uh, you're yeah, you're right, and I think it's um, yeah, I say that to to a lot of people that yeah, alcohol-free drinks. There's so much variety that yes, someone may not like beer, but there's so many other options. But when you look specifically in terms of beer, you know in terms of alcoholic beer, you know, everyone has their, their preferences. And, you know, when you flip that into, to no and low, actually, you're still going to have those preferences. You know, you, people will like a hoppier beer or, you know, a sour beer or a light beer. Yeah. And, and, and naturally you're going to have those. So as you say, the more options you have, it's, it's only going to be good for the category. Exactly. I think, um, I think that's sort of for us, that was quite important. You mentioned our like differentiation in terms of standing out on shelf and, you know, quite a sort of bold colors, color. Um, but I think, you know, having that differentiation on, on product taste as well um, is important for us because, you know, if you're just the same as everyone else, it's, you're, you're not sort of, um, it's harder to, um, to, to really sort of put a, uh, a ring fence around you. Um, so for us, you know, we thought it was necessary to have a product that was sort of flavorful and, you know, has a slight sort of citrus edge to it, but mm -hmm. it's quite light, well, refreshing, nice, really nice like summer beer that maybe people that traditionally get put off by a heavier or a more traditional sort of maltier lagery taste. Mm -hmm. um, would would like and and therefore you can sort of start to really grow the market rather than um competing uh uh in a smaller smaller area yeah and and in terms of your i suppose presence at, at the moment obviously you started june 2019 
had a bit of hospitality yeah. before before COVID hit. I guess most of the business has very much shifted to your online presence. Yeah, I mean, we um, obviously COVID. I mean, hit everyone in the industry for uh, for six. But I mean, we're lucky in some ways. Obviously, as you say, we can we can sell online. Um, we are also lucky in that we have um, uh, listings at the moment with Ocado, um, obviously sell on Amazon, we're listed in Sainsbury's, uh, we're listed in um, Planet Organic and, and, nice. and a few others. So we have a bit of retail as well as online. Um, but I think, you know, for us, online is great and we've invested in it. Uh, we've got our own web shop, um, freestar.co, uh, but it's it's not it doesn't make up for no. having a presence in the on trades being able to activate being able to be in the types of aspirational places where you know your target consumer is going in the evening to to have a good time and sort of being there for them yeah i think that in real life um experiences you know has much deeper effect yeah. on the individual on the consumer um and builds that loyalty um so online is great but we we can't wait for things to open up <laughs> to be able to get in front of no you you me and every everyone i think it's yeah as soon as it can open i think um mm. it will get a lot of support and i think it'll be exciting it, it's a really yeah. interesting one because i i have a view that yeah everyone has been able to get very good drinks online but you know and drink them at home and and you know i think it's opened up especially it's, it's probably helped the low and no category in terms of grow because people have been able to try different drinks get better exposure what i'm really intrigued about is as soon as hospitality opens again actually are the consumers going to be disappointed because they'll go back into hospitality and the same drinks that they were drinking 12 18 months ago is still there because the the hospitality hasn't moved on and i guess we won't know the answer to that no. um until you know hospitality does open up but i feel like you know hospitality is uh in varying ways you know reacting to this um this trend there are some uh groups particularly sort of in casual dining um and also some pub groups that are sort of ahead of the curve are always going to be the ones to try new things um, and are seeing, you know, this sort of movement and the desire for alcohol free really mm. sort of pick up. And, um, you know, even when we were going into market uh, before the pandemic, it was still, you know, there were, everyone had an alcohol free beer and 12 months on that just has only um, accelerated. This movement yeah. is only picking up steam. It's going anywhere and so being able to actually cater to those to all of your customers is yeah. as important now as it ever was um if not more so no definitely and i think for me it's it's making sure hospitality captures all the options that are out there you know not just having a lager and that's it that's all that they mm. offer for you know for low and no alcohol free yeah he's yeah. actually going how can we cater for for a much wider um you know set of set of people and I, yeah i think as you say that will come I and mean, in hospitality a very good you know, hospitality is the whole idea of welcoming people and and it will it will naturally start on the top um down you know the, the, the top restaurants starting to innovate in terms of 
different cocktails with, with whether it's different spirits and and as you say bringing in in beers your what's your view in terms of um sort of beer on draft is freestar available on draft yet or not yeah we are we've got a few draft accounts um you know within sort of a few uh pubs within the serious pub group so they're sort of southwest london more nice. um and uh, chelsea um and uh yeah and, and and one or two others so i mean we've got a sort of foothold in there um and something to build on that is obviously where you want to be um to have that sort of ritual of drinking a pint to makes the makes the uh, makes people feel like they're really a part of it. Yeah. Um, no sort of feeling of the odd one out or anything like that. And then to get that sort of real estate on the bar as well um, of having the sort of tap uh, branded up is just awesome. And so for us, you know, that would be that's amazing. It's obviously incredibly competitive. Yeah. And that's the particularly with pubs is that you know it's a it's a zero sum game. There's only so many. Uh, so much real estate up there that you can go for um and so to try and convince pubs that that's a necessary um a necessary step for them to take is is a challenge but there are more and more they're really they're sort of getting it um mm. and then you know sort of edging away forward from there but um yeah, yeah it's definitely, I, definitely a focus it's, i definitely think it's a it will start in london and well it's, that's what's happening i mean when yeah. hospitality it, yeah once the London pubs really start to adopt it and it's just it will get to the point and and, and I'm a firm believer it will get to the point where actually naturally there is just always one option on draft um and yeah that's it we yeah we I mean to be honest like I think if you you were going to fast forward five ten years hopefully not ten hopefully five (laughs) I don't know uh, imagine walking into you know this sort of we call it like a b various is our sort of term for it but you know you imagine walking into a bar in the same way that right so 10 years ago you know you'd have maybe one vegetarian option on a menu yeah. and it would sit there and then maybe it's like a corn burger or something i don't know what. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of always looked at like that and uh people wouldn't get excited about it but now you know vegetarianism veganism is just so interlaced with yeah. a menu you don't even notice it. I mean, you just pick and choose depending on how you feel, all of that. And it's so normalized. Um, we think that you will go in the same direction with yeah. with pubs, which is that you walk up to a bar and you just have a whole variety of, of ABVs in terms of the drinks that are available to you. And you just pick and choose what you want. And, you know, hopefully there's a lot more than one um, yeah. because, you know, on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night or whenever it is, people frankly don't, really want to be getting drunk they just want to have a nice drink with their with their mates um mm. and well normally and then you yeah know, <laughs> for those different things i don't know i think that's um that that's what we see as like the what the vision that we have is that you have that complete sort of immersion of, of alcohol free with the rest of alcohol options no definitely and you you're right there's a lot of crossover between sort of vegan and vegetarianism um through you know and yeah alcohol free because and i think they they're both movements that aren't going away they you know as you say it was very heavily adopted and it it took time but actually you know now the 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 options are really good quality and i think the great thing is in some ways is the products are already there so the great products 
um, are already being produced. It's just the hospitality needs to needs to take them on board, adopt them, adopt more. Um, and I think that's yeah. in some ways yeah, where a, you know, the great thing. There's a slight, I mean, the statistics on the number of people like exploring NOLO now is mm. huge. Yeah. Um, I think the Guardian came out with an article not long ago. I think it's about sort of over 65% of people now have tried NOLO or, um, mm. you know, sort of occasionally um, dip into the category, which is just, you know, really impressive. I think for us, um, yes, you know, you have, you have this amazing selection of alcohol-free options um, and you have a really pretty impressively um the consumers were the ones to drive this which is is kind of odd like often yeah. it's the brands if you think about like oatly it takes oatly to to get people to sort of change their behavior around you know drinking uh, regular milk and, and dairy um or you know what they have in their coffees yeah. um rather than the other way around whereas with alcohol free it was kind of the people people decided that they wanted to lead a more of an AB various lifestyle and cut down and moderate more. And then you had this explosion of products, mm. um, which I think will just keep going and evolve in different ways. And you're right. It's like the it's hospitality in the middle that needs to kind of catch up and just join the dots. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's, you kind of got everything you need um, uh, to make this, to give it the platform um, that will just, yeah, allow it to really bed in for the next few years. Yeah, um, the UK is really like a world leader in this category. It so. is, it's, and it's it's amazing how I, mean, I was speaking to all different brands around the world and and you know different bars and different you know all types of people, and it is amazing how, as you say, the UK is really. Uh, yeah, on the world stage for 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 low and no, and and you know I think that naturally is someone like Seedlip, um, someone like Brewdog, you know, really the sort of pioneers originally in in terms of bringing the category forward and and really showcasing the 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 name and what can be done. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I mean, there was some, you know, it, you, actually having big big brewers like. Well, I suppose first of all, Bex Blue, but you know, now you have Heineken Zero that has mm. done such a job in kind of uh, getting the category out there mm. to really the mass market in a way in which just startups can't. We just don't no. have the budgets. But the mm. fact that you know Heineken Zero was sponsoring the Champions League and it's now you're going to see James Bond drinking it in the next movie yeah. is just sort of it's it would have been you've got some very weird looks if you said yeah. that a few years ago people wouldn't have believed you but now it's uh you know it just shows how far we come and it does a lot of the work for startups like freestar to mm. to then come in behind and show differentiation so definitely no it works really well and i think what i think you talk about sort of as heineken as an example you know i think aligning with sport makes a lot of sense you know i think naturally people who are doing sport um you know, tend to looking at sort of a healthier lifestyle um, and it's really good that that you know that is what what they're looking at and you know like their thing with Formula One you know don't drink and drive yeah absolutely the right message. Mm, exactly there's that and there's also the sort of you know it's those midweek Champions League games yeah. isn't it where it's like 
a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, you want to sort of have a rewarding, flavorful drink that's not mm. sweet like a Coca-Cola um, or whatever. You don't want to be drinking water, but you probably, mm. well, maybe you don't want to be drinking alcohol. So that's the kind of, it is a perfect occasion for it. Yeah, no, it, it, it fits really well. And just moving on to some of the things, um, so as a company, you know, looked very much in terms of some of the ethical things you you do and you talk about on your website that sort of co2 reduction and and mm. i noticed the mentoring scheme and like really just genuinely wanting to make a difference tell me a bit more about that yeah thanks um so i suppose like for us you know with we're, we're sort of three really good mates so as mentioned at the beginning i mean we want to fundamentally want to build a company that we're really proud of and the good thing about starting your own business is that you know for the first time you can actually sort of pick and choose um how, what kind of a company what kind of a business you 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 build and for us mentoring has uh, always been like a big part of what we do personally mm -hmm. first of all it was through the princess trust um and you know uh, did that for a number of years and I think more recently you may have seen that we've started the, the hotline mm -hmm. um, really for sort of uh, young people that are going through the sort of worst of it I think when it comes to this employment crisis that we're in yeah. um, but giving them a sort of uh, a bit of mentorship and, and advice throughout such a difficult time mm. um, that's something that just is sort of kind of intuitive and natural for us to do and what's great is that um, not only have we seen really strong interest in it from, from young people in particular, um, but also we've had a lot of other um, business leaders and, and individuals mm. come forward and volunteer their time as well that have, you know, such a wide range of experiences um, so that it's not, it's not a freestyle thing. It's, yeah. it's more just, um, you know, providing that kind of, uh, that, that, that needed, um, mentoring i guess yeah. um on the c on the co2 part you know we again going back to being the company that we want to build from the outset from day one before we'd sold a you know a can or a bottle of beer um we wanted to build a highly sustainable company so mm -hmm. we knew that um you know actually producing beer is quite wasteful um in terms of different resources that it takes up um, we knew that if we could try and do it in a way that blended rather than brewed, uh, it would provide a really strong foundation to um, build Freestar into a much more sustainable company than the rest of the competition. So our production process, again, like we, no one else makes beer in the way in which we do, um, uses 90% less CO2, 80% less water, 80% less energy, 70% less waste is generated from it. And that from like the outset um, was used not as a sort of end goal, but mm. just as a foundation for us to make all aspects of Freestar um, really sustainable and uh, both from an environmental point of view, but also in terms of the social impact that we have. Um, and the, I, I suppose on that, the most important thing is, is that we, we decided really early on, again, before we sold anything to become a B Corp, and a B Corp nice. is, for those that don't know, is a benefit corporation basically um, means that you uh, look beyond just making profit uh, in terms of the impact that your business has. 
um, and it, it basically judges your business or grades your business in, on four different areas. Um, very holistic approach to uh, assessing the impact that you have. Um, and that for us is the most mm. objective, meaningful way that we can hold ourselves to account and be the kind of business that we want to be. So we're the only alcohol-free beer in the, in the world to certify as a B Corp, which we're very proud of. Amazing. Well. Well, you, say, you should be. And that's um, yeah everything about, about what you're doing and, and everything you just said is just very admirable. I think, it, you know, as you say, you, you're able to, because you're running your own business, you're able to do you know, things that you're passionate about and drive the change. And it's, it's, you know, people like you and businesses that, you know, we need people like that to, to be able to drive change and, and actually make that agenda really a core part of your, your business. And, and, you know, at, at the end of the day at night, you can, you know, go to bed knowing that you're, you're trying to make a difference, which is, is so important. Thanks. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. I think, um, yeah, for us, it's just sort of, you know, about being honest, transparent, real, and just sort of, you know, walking the walk as well as talking the talk. And um, I suppose, you know, yeah, we fundamentally believe that businesses need to change and evolve. Um, there needs to be a much stronger link between, um, you know, society at large uh, and and the business world, mm. um, rather than the sort of uh, you know, money trumps everything uh, approach that we probably had in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. um, there's amazing, you know, businesses that we admire that we sort of learn a lot from. Um, so we're definitely, you know, following in the footsteps. But yeah. Brilliant. No, that's great. And I, I, I encourage any, you know, I'd love to uh, speak to you separately about the, the mental side and how, you know, yeah. how I can help. And also anyone that, you know, any of the brands that I work with, we, yeah anyone to to get involved and as you say it's a very hard time for 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 young people and anything even just a phone call and and how people can help is so so important really if there's anyone that wants to help um please contact us um yeah at more at freestar.com but yeah we're always taking on new mentors as well as mentees brilliant no we will promote that and and finally where where do people find you was um where's the best way to to try the product um so people can try the products uh through our website uh, freestar.co um otherwise uh, we're available on amazon uh, cardo um we're available uh sainsbury's um various sainsbury's not not all of them unfortunately um as well as uh the likes of planet organic and um uh farm drop depending on where you are um but amazon is has got the best coverage obviously across the whole uk um as well as our as our website um and then uh just to finish off in terms of our distribution in the on trade um uh, pubs bars and restaurants that is probably a bit early to say um, <laughs> they can find it on the better without um, app that's uh that's how they yeah, can find it yeah. when it when it's open <laughs> no that's great. Well, I've really enjoyed um, our chat and, and thank you very much for coming on. Thanks so much, Johnny. It's great to, um, great to chat. I really appreciate you having me on. No worries. Thank you.